Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS Today. I am your host, Keith Cork, uh, back again after a few weeks off here. So sorry about that, Mike. And I am joined uh, by Mike Lefemina here, and we are here to break down Week 10 in the NFL. Some uh, some fun stuff going on. Uh, already had my Bears play, so I won't be able to break them down here. Mm-hmm in a uh, very fun 16-13 win over the Panthers. So I did watch that one, um, and wow, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. How would you enjoy that game, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch a lot of it. I, I set my lineups and then checked in, uh, checked out after, you know, halfway through the first quarter because it seemed like it was going a certain way. And then uh, my uh, Terrace Marshall at Captain Contrarian, play didn't really pan out so yeah on to the main slate yeah a little disappointed in his production i actually ended up deacon in both uh two of the uh both sides FanDuel and and DraftKings in that uh, single game so that was pretty fun i had to play it because i was like this is just gonna be such an ugly game i have to watch it i have to have some kind of entertainment value here um so i went ahead and did that but yeah let's move on here to the week 10 nfl slate um you know by this point over halfway through the season, you know, uh, a couple weeks past that, and we, we kind of know where these teams are. So I'm going to let you lead us off, man. What's, um you know, what's striking about this slate in terms of, uh you know, is there a lot of value at QB? Is there a lot of value at running back? You know, what what, what is it that you're noticing just kind of in general about the slate? Yeah, this is probably the least gross we've slate, slate we've had in like a month, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I want to say. Yeah. Um, you know, there's actually quarterbacks priced above $6,000 this week um, compared to last week. Um, you know, there's a lot of options, even though mm-hmm. we got some buys. Uh, this is probably, except for when we had that random week, I forget which week it was off the top of my head, where there were no buys mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, This is probably the best selection of upper tier players and some healthy game environments so it'll be an interesting puzzle to put together but um you know looking forward to it yeah i feel like i feel like there's a a lot of things you can kind of latch on to um in this slate and you can be be relatively safe but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it man um can i just start off and say uh, my favorite plays here, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about QB here, but uh, this is kind of going to give away a lot of my my strategy here on this slate. But I'm all over Jared Goff. Uh, you know, Jared Goff. Uh, I know he's on he's on the road. Oh my gosh, he's not home. Oh, uh, why would yeah. why would you play Goff? Um, you know, I I, I I don't buy into that too much. I, I know that there's a whole thing. I know there's stats that back it up. Um, I really don't think if you take a human body and put it in one place or another, it affects it to that degree where it's going to be like you can automatically assume uh, that they're going to be bad on the road. He was just really good at, in Tampa Bay with 25.42 uh, DK points on the road in, in week six. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, he can do it again here against his Chargers defense. No problem, of course. So uh, love the matchup. Love golf. Tell me tell me I'm insane. Tell me. I, go ahead. Talk me off the golf talk cliff. <laughs> uh, no, you know, the Chargers give up the second most points to the quarterback position, fantasy points to the quarterback position for the season. In the last four weeks, they are a little better. They still are ranked 27th in the league. Yeah. So bottom six still in the league. And I only subscribe to that golf narrative when it's outside, not, mm, you know, dome, yeah. a dome environment like we get in Los Angeles and it's more so when it's like in Green Bay in December 
or in Chicago in December. That that's when I start to get a little uh, wary on golf. But yeah, in LA, I have I have no issues going to him if that's the route you want to go. Uh, he's certainly going to be under owned, so I think he makes for an intriguing tournament play. It's just um, who you want to play him with kind of gets expensive. Like, are you really going with anybody other than Amon Ross St. Brown, who's priced at, <laughs> he's priced not, at 8,300. 8, yeah. And then if you want to bring it back with Eckler or Allen, those guys are priced up pretty high too. So that kind of soaks up a lot of your salary with three guys. So like if you want to take a shot on Quinton Johnson or something or Gerald Everett or skip Amon Ra and go with, um, why am I blanking? Sam Laporta, uh, but even he's pretty expensive at 5,700 at the tight end. So that would be my one uh, qualm with the plays. It's it's expensive to play the pieces with him, not so much that he's expensive, just the plays with him are expensive. Yeah. Well, no problem. I, I get that totally. Uh, who are you looking at at QB? Who's your uh, top guy or, or guys there? So right now for cash games, I'm debating between two, which is Geno Smith, which I know it hasn't been 2022 Geno Smith (laughs) this year. I think he's only gone over 15 or 16 DraftKings points once this season, and that was all the way back in week two. But if he was ever going to do it, it, this is a prime matchup for him going against the Washington Commanders, who are an absolute sieve on defense. Uh, But my lean right at the moment is Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. for only 1,000 more at 6,800. Even with no T. Higgins, we just saw a big shootout with Houston and Tampa Bay last week, and that featured Baker Mayfield going for 250-plus and a couple touchdowns. Joe Burrows scored 25-plus DraftKings points in three of his last four games. We, you and I had been on the Burrow train a lot earlier yeah. in the year and yeah. suffered the pain. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's the he's looking good the, though. The rewards are starting to weep for yeah. continuing to play with him, and uh, I think I'm going to ride with Burrow this week. He he's probably going to be the most owned quarterback. So if you want to go a different direction in tournaments, I wouldn't fault you. There's plenty of other options, but for cash, it's really between Burrow and Smith for me. And at the moment, I'm thinking Burrow. Okay, so we did get the news that Kyler Murray obviously going to be starting. So yeah. what are your thoughts? Kyler Murray, 5,900. I mean, first week back, but he's uh, he's got weapons there. And, I don't, you know, we'll go to the wide receiver section in, in a <laughs> bit here, and we'll talk about some of those. But, uh, but how do you feel about Kyler Murray, though? I've never, I'm never a big Kyler guy to begin with, and that that may just be my own personal bias that I got to get over. But um, I want to see it first before I before I dive in. I like for tournaments and large field. If you want to attack it that way, you know, Marquise Brown is coming with some ownership, and Trey McBride are both, you know, pretty good values for with their price this week. And so if those guys, you think those guys are going to do well, obviously that means Kyler's going to probably have a pretty good game. So I don't, I don't hate attacking that way. Yeah. Uh, and I am playing some of those wide receivers, which we'll get to in a minute here. But if you guys don't have that DFS pass, 
five bucks a month, you can go ahead and talk to Mike up to lock, uh, talk to me up to lock also for NBA. Uh, I just released a podcast earlier, maybe about three hours ago for NBA, and now we're talking NFL, so I'm trying to trying to have a little bit of a, a foot in both worlds. But yeah, I would lean on Mike's plays more heavily than mine, just kind of a caveat there, uh, as I'm deep into basketball at the moment. Uh, but let's move on, though, to the running back. Oh, are there any other QBs here that kind of caught your eye that we didn't hit on yet? For tournaments, I'm kind of intrigued by this Jacksonville-San Francisco matchup. I don't think San Francisco's defense is quite what it was at the beginning of the season. Now they do get uh, Drake Greenlaw back this week, who's been a major factor at the linebacker position for them. But they also get Devo back to help the offense, I think, restore order and look a little better. So I think that could be a sneaky game with some points. It's just um, both options kind of get expensive, kind of the the golf problem that I was discussing earlier. So um, Purdy and, and Lawrence have consideration. Sam Howell also, they just are going to throw it 45, 50 times a game. And whenever that's the case, uh, you have to be a little bit interested. Just the problem with Howell is they're spreading. He's spreading the ball out so much. It's tough to pin down exactly who you want to stack them with, whether it's Dotson, McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Gibson's getting targets. Uh, Curtis Samuel is back in the mix this week. So it's really, it's it's kind of tough to know who he's always going to be going to. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, all right, let's move on to the running back position. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, announce it right here. Uh, play Tony Pollard. I mean... Yeah. What, what, you know what what, what 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 format can he be inserted into any all, any and all because uh the giants are just terrible i mean you assume that they're also going to run a lot and we, we all, it, but tell me why though that everyone's saying this and i'm saying it i'm saying tony pollard's chalk and i'm still getting this uneasy feeling in my gut like something terrible is going to happen he's not going to produce for us we've seen him let us down before but obviously at 7300 i mean the price is right right it is. It is. It's been super frustrating rostering Pollard this year, other than the first couple weeks. Um, I mean, he's been under 10 DraftKings points in four of Dallas's last five games. Uh, it's it's not great. He's had under 15 carries in all those games. Like he hasn't seen 20 carries since week two. Uh, it's it's not been what you'd hope that he's not getting the passing game work, whether that's a Mike McCarthy thing or a Dak just not looking for him thing. I lean McCarthy because I'm not a big believer in his offensive philosophy. And the last two weeks out of the bye, we've seen Dallas become super pass heavy. And that's not a huge recipe for success for Pollard this year because he's just not getting the targets that he'd seen in previous years in the passing game. Now, there is blowout potential here, obviously, going yeah. 17 and a half point favorites. So you yeah. would expect them to be on the ground early and often. This offensive line should be able to handle the defensive line of the Giants. Pollard, one of his best games of the year, did come week one against the Giants. So, you know, it's it's hard not to play him, but you can make cases to avoid it if you want to in tournaments. Yeah, uh, I mean, don't don't view this as a risk because everyone's going to own him. Uh, if he throws up a yeah. dud, it's going to sink probably 60% of the, the field anyway. So, you know, 
Um, I, I think you just play him in, in any format, really. Um, but there are some cheaper guys here uh, that I think are kind of interesting, and I kind of want to talk about those as well. Um, but are there any other running backs here before I get into to the cheapo guys that are kind of catching your eye in, in terms of uh, spend-ups that might be a pivot off of Pollard or you can maybe even fit them into your lineup with Pollard? Yeah, uh, for tournaments, I probably wouldn't play these two together just because they're both going to be pretty chalky, and that's another frustrating guy in Joe Mixon at 6,200. Mm-hmm. I mentioned going with uh, Joe Burrow at quarterback. It's kind yeah. of the same thing here with Mixon. They, he just he has one of the best roles in the league, and it's just he's not super efficient, but he's going to get a ton of work in a game that they're favored and only 6,200. He's even getting, he could argue he may see some additional work through the air with Higgins out. So um, Joe Mixon at 6,200 is intriguing. And uh, I'm trying to talk myself out of even considering Bijan again this week, but (laughs) $6,000, it's just... Well, maybe maybe Arthur Smith is under enough heat from the media this week that he says, yeah. you know what, guys, you want you wanted me to play him. I'm going to play him this week and let's see if it makes everybody happy. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know like, what Arthur Smith is going to do. I mean, I feel I feel like if you play like Tyology or like, um, you know, it, you just don't know. There's just too much uncertainty there. Like, you know, why do I want to waste my pick there? Because I just don't know what's going to happen there and I can't trust it. But uh, yeah, only six thousand for Bijan. Um, and, and Algiers it's only forty seven. So. Yeah, and it's a terrible, you know, run defense. So I mean, gosh, it's it's just so scary. But I think you know it is definitely worth the stab, uh, especially in like tournaments. But uh, the other guys, uh, some of the young, uh, cheaper guys, I'm looking at here uh, on this slate. One, well, one that kind of sticks out to me is is my best option, and I, I love it. I don't know. I like Devin Singletary going against that Cincinnati mm-hmm. defense. Um, it's 4700. I mean, I think he's kind of the cheapest guy on the slate I would go to, but uh, you know, Damian Pierce is going to be out again. It's, I think he's up 13 carries last week. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't do a whole lot, but it was against Tampa Bay, and you know, Vita Vea was playing, so they have pretty stout def- defense, run defense there. So uh, I'm not sure I'm too worried about it. I think he can produce a better line here. You know, maybe he doubles on his line and, and gives me at least nine DK points, which isn't terrible at 4.7. But uh, I would love to see a touchdown, and then that all of a sudden yeah. makes him worth it right so um i think that's all on the table there so i do like some singletary are there any uh cheaper options you're looking at here on the site he's not super cheap but he's cheaper than he should be uh rashad white at 5800 now obviously we don't like going against tennessee from a running perspective but rashad yeah. white hasn't been super efficient running the ball anyway what has me more intrigued is the passing game work that he's been consistently getting this year and we saw that last year when he did get tick even behind Fournette that he was Brady's dump off uh, weapon of choice. And he's continued that into this year with Baker. And I expect this to potentially be a sneaky game if Will Levis is as good as he's been the first couple weeks. Um, neither of these past defenses, like we say, you beat Tampa through the through the air. You beat Tennessee through the air. So that the total's not great, but that could lead to you know a few of these pieces in this game getting there. So Rashad White has my attention at 5800. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy there. Um, 
Yeah, running back's a little – I mean, I think there's, uh, you know, Montgomery uh, in Detroit obviously mm-hmm. is back. Um, the, the touchdown upside is definitely there with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think – I mean, if I'm rostering golf, I'm not going to roster Montgomery, so I didn't really look at him too hard. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I do think he's got to be, you know, on your radar for sure. And then, I mean, do we do we get a chance to spend up on McCaffrey or, or Eckler here? Uh, they, they are quite expensive. Um, you know, Barkley's even tipping the scale pretty expensive there, and, and obviously Kamara up there as well. So, any any of those guys worth it to make space for them, or are you looking up to spin, spin up in other positions? I'm probably going elsewhere, but if you wanted to spend up for McCaffrey, I'm not going to fault you for that. 9200 is a pretty hefty price tag, but there's no reason to believe that he's not going to pay that off for you. I think. What's it up to 17 games in a row with a touchdown elite yeah. passing game work, elite, elite volume. I think he's played all but one snap the past two games. And it's, you know, he's just the best, you know, he's, he's the best. So, <laughs> if that, yeah. um, and if know. that Niner, if that Jacksonville offense can start clicking at some point, I mean, they can stick there with the the Niners. So that could be a really fun and, and high scoring game as well. So I, I like that call as well. Uh, okay, let's move on to wide receiver. There's a lot of uh, wide receivers I think that are are catching our eye uh, this week. I'm gonna go ahead and just say, obviously, I'm playing golf, so I've got St. Brown in my lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna stick with that. I've got this is a week I, I feel like I can probably have like you know nine, ten, eleven different lineups. And and have some real good variations in there with some guys that I feel pretty comfortable about. So uh, I do got one here with uh, ARSB, SB, but uh, Chris Olave caught my eye here at 6400. Um, I think Derek Carr obviously been playing a lot better the last few weeks. Um, Olave was his target of choice in that first half of the last week against the Bears, uh, and then he kind of just fell off a cliff at, at the halftime and didn't really see a lot of work in the second half. But they were up and, and didn't have to, you know. Um, didn't have to throw the ball too much. So uh, I do like Olave here at 6,400 against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Um, so it, I think I, I think what I need here is I need the Vikings to also play well with Dobbs yeah. at quarterback, which I don't, and they have a lot, several guys that are also questionable. So that would be my hesitation here, but, um, but his, his price tag did, did catch my eye here. So what are your thoughts on Olave? And then, you know, who are some guys you're looking at up in the, you know, mid, high mid to, to high tier? Yeah, Alave is one of those guys I like playing in tournaments just because he has the upside. It's just been frustrating a little bit this year with how much Carr has been checking down to the Michael Thomases, even though obviously Michael Thomas didn't do anything last game, but the Kamaras, Taysom Hill, siphoning work. Um, But, you know, Alave hasn't gone nuke this year. You have to imagine he's going to at least once this year and Minnesota is certainly a viable <laughs> candidate for that. I, I also just saw that Michael Thomas got arrested today. I don't know if that's oh. a big yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I, I need to look that up. Uh, throwing I had a brick heard. at a car. Oh, that's like 42 for minutes. People ago. near his house. So wow. knowing that's... the end of it, like <laughs> probably nothing's going to come away of it, but Worth yeah. worth noting at least. Um, yeah, I think Tink Dell is a easy cash game click. I could even make that case to go to him in tournaments at 5500 with Nico Collins being ruled out. Obviously, Tink Dell coming off the 100 yard two touchdown game 
explosion from last week. Obviously, I don't think C.J. Stroud's going to have five, close to 500 passing yards and five touchdowns this week. But I think that their passing attack is more than, you know, strong enough to keep pace with Cincinnati so that it's not a complete blowout. And Tank Dell has proven to be able to get targets from C.J. Stroud and be one of his more reliable options. And with Nico out, as I mentioned, that just only strengthens that position. Uh, another cheap option that I, I'm also concerned from that same game is Tyler Boyd at 4,600, who's always you know good at stepping up when Higgins or Chase are out. And Higgins has been ruled out. So Boyd is interesting to me at 4,600. Um, did you want to talk about Marquise Brown at all? We were talking before <laughs> air about. I do, yeah. I, you know, I, I think all those. I think that you know him and Rondell Moore uh, are kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, Rondell Moore is only three thousand. Uh, obviously, probably just a tournament play, not a cash play. But uh, yeah. with Kyler Murray back there, you know, you never know. These guys were touted early in the season before the season started as you know having some pretty high upsides there. There was a lot of uncertainty about what was going on at the QB position, but now. Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray, there's no doubt it's a step up from uh, a Josh Dobbs or a Clayton Toon for sure. So, uh, so you know, these guys definitely all uh, intrigue me. And uh, I know Wilson, uh, Michael Wilson, is questionable, so we'll have to keep an eye on that with a shoulder injury. If he does play, uh, you can throw him in there as well. It's interesting. But, um, but yeah, I do think, you know, all three of those guys uh, interest me. So uh, are, they, are they all three someone that uh, are people that you're looking at as well? Yeah, they're um... – Definitely in consideration for tournaments. I think, you know, more is definitely a way to get different if in tournaments if you're going to play Kyler because Marquise Brown is coming with some ownership. Tight end Trey McBride is coming with some ownership just because their price tags are too cheap. So if, if you want to go a different direction in this offense, I think that Rondell Moore is an interesting way to go about it. And it's salary relief um before we move on i just three guys i want to i won't go too in-depth on them but mid-range plays that have my attention this week also tyler lockett at 6100 going against washington uh deontay johnson continues to be a awesome target earner in pittsburgh he's only 5400 going against green bay and I mentioned the Jaguars San Francisco game, and so Christian Kirk at six thousand is interesting to me. I, yeah, I actually end up with the with a little bit of Devo Samuel here at sixty two hundred yeah. as well. Just that, that that game also intrigues me. Uh, I think you could actually stack that game here, and like you said, if it if it ends up being a shootout, um, you probably win uh, some money there. I'm just based on what ownership's probably going to be. But uh, okay, let's move on though to our tight end and talk about tight ends. Um, you know, I, I was at a loss here. I really don't know <laughs> where to go here. I know it's that's kind of how it always is with tight end, but I end up with some Logan Thomas. Uh, you know, I, I just think his his targets, you know, his targets are are there. He's relatively cheap. Um, you know, going against Seahawks, I mean, it's an okay matchup. I, uh, you know, that's why I ain't landed down, but I'm not sold on it. So sell me on a tight end. Give me a tight end that that we like here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've mentioned Trey McBride's name a couple times. He's been a consistent target earner with, yeah. uh, everybody except Clayton Toon. I mean, he, 
he still did okay, but it wasn't great. Um, I wish he was a couple hundred dollars cheaper, but 3,500 certainly isn't going to break the bank at tight end for you. Um, you know, we saw Kyler target the tight end a good amount when he was playing last year. McBride's got the reins to himself for now with Ertz still on IR. So McBride at 3,500. Uh, Evan Ingram, I'm bringing up Jacksonville's passing attack again, but for, he's like the ninth or 10th priced tight end this week, and that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, given um, Zay Jones being out and his ability to earn targets from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he gets a lot of his work in the middle of the field, and that's where San Francisco tends to give up a lot of their work. So Ingram at 4,500 is interesting to me. And then for $100 more, TJ Hawkinson, you know, everyone's scared off by Josh Dobbs. But even last week of a combination of Jaron Hall and Josh Dobbs, he still put up seven for 69. So I think TJ Hawkinson's just fine. Jefferson probably isn't going to play this week. So he's probably going to be the number one target earner in this offense, uh, you know, he doesn't have to worry about a shutdown corner being on him or anything. So Hawkinson is appealing at 5,000. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know you mentioned Laporta too is, is a possible stack with golf. I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. you can throw him in there as well, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like you got to spend up there on those guys or, um, it's kind of some pickings and, you know, who else is interesting? Your boy Chig at 3,000. Yeah. I, I get a couple of work. Will Levis. I did look Maybe at him. trusting him more. Um, you know, Traylon Burks is going to be out again with a concussion, so he's got to throw to somebody other than DeAndre. I think I think the Chig <laughs> game is coming. So. Oh well, that's that's interesting because I was really looking at him and I was like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. Is it I don't have enough at the uh, the cojones there, but maybe I'll have to at least in one lineup. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about defenses. Um, you know. Obviously, there's some good spin-ups here. Um, one that I'd like to highlight here before I get, you know, our experts here's thoughts is the uh, Saints here against Minnesota. If you're really not mm-hmm. buying Dobbs and, like I said, several of those uh, offensive weapons for the Minnesota Vikings are uh, questionable or, or going to be out for sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's really any way that uh, Justin Justin plays, just like you said. Um, you know, I think that uh, Hawkinson is also questionable here. Obviously, Akers is now on the IR. Osborne also questionable here with a concussion. Concussion. So, uh, if he did, plays, yeah. So if, if if they're down several, you know, pieces, and it, it, Hawkinson probably does play, I think, but um, but still, you got Addison, you got Hawkinson, and then you know Madison's been pretty underwhelming, and then you got Dobbs behind QB. Uh, it's not inspiring. The Saints defense has been pretty darn solid all year round, all year long. So, and I liked what I saw last week. Obviously, I, I got to watch that game pretty closely. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think, uh, the Saints at 3,900 are caught my eye. I kind of always start at the bottom and, and move up until I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for that one. <laughs> so I think a lot of people probably do that. So that's where I ended up, but who are you looking at on defense? <laughs> yeah, obviously the elephant in the room is the Cowboys at 4,400. Um, you, there's enough value on the board that if you want to get up to that, I'm, uh, you know, I don't have an argument against it other than defense is random and usually the top price defense on the board isn't the top scoring defense at the end of the week. Um, we saw it play out that way with the Browns last week against Arizona, uh, but very rarely is it the case that that's actually what happens. But I mean, that's 
it's tough to argue against it this <laughs> week. Um, I, I can't come up with anything. It's, it, you know, it's the biggest D line O line miss mismatch of the week for sure. Um, but if you want to spend down and it is something that I am considering in cash, uh, I, I don't think the Cardinals defense is crazy at 2,500. There's nothing super inspiring about Atlanta's offense ever. You know, um, <laughs> The, the Cardinals defense hasn't been atrocious this year. It's been, it hasn't been good, but it, you know, they've been respectable, at least scoring wise. So, um, and then the Bengals at 2,800 is probably a little too cheap. Uh, yes. CJ Stroud, as I mentioned, threw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns last week, but that is rarefied air, even for the top guys in the game, let alone a rookie um, could be a little bit of a crash down the earth spot here. Um, and then Seattle or even Cleveland at 3000, I think is too cheap given how talented that defense is. Baltimore has been, you know, they've been spanking teams lately, but um, you know, interdivisional game, always tough outdoors. Uh, you know, I, I think Cleveland isn't, an unreasonable play at 3000. Yeah. I was, uh, Cleveland was the other one I was kind of considering there. And I, you know, you may have talked me into it, but uh, I actually just found out if I actually swap to Chig uh, from Logan Thomas, I can go ahead and pay up for the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense. And like yeah, you said, you I think there's, there's no problem doing that at all. Uh, so yeah, I do, I do agree with all those thoughts as well. Uh, but Hey guys, that, uh, Oh, before we go here, let's, let's talk about, you know, kind of games that, um, you know, are sticking out to us as games that uh, are games that we want to target. I know we talked about San Francisco, Jacksonville. Is that kind yeah. of the game that you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Talk, talk to, I mean, we already talked a bit about it, but uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, what makes that game intriguing and then the pieces there that, that you like. Yeah, I mean, it's got the third highest point total on the board uh, for the main slate. Close spread with San Francisco being favored by three. So, you know, Vegas anticipates this being a competitive game. You get Debo back, so you get the full, and I believe Trent Williams is going to play. I think he's listed as questionable, but that really boosts the offensive line play for San Francisco. So I think we get the full San Francisco offense. And I, you know, Jacksonville obviously has some pieces on offense with Christian Kirk, uh, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Travis Etienne. That, that can and you know I think Lawrence is a really really good quarterback. Um, San Francisco's defense hasn't been quite as good as it was to start the year, so I think it's it's going to be it has the potential to go over that and have multiple fantasy uh, producers in this game. And then for me, it's it's you know I'm not getting crazy at all. It's the Detroit Chargers game, which is yeah. the top game uh, scored on the slate. But uh, y- yours is a little bit more under the radar, maybe. But uh, but yeah, I mean obviously David Montgomery back uh, and healthy should be taken over here. Jared Goff and and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, you know all, all those guys on that Detroit side. I, I want pieces of them. Like you said, it's hard to kind of stack. I'm trying to figure out ways to get a Charger into my lineup if I want to stack mm-hmm. that game. Um, and like you said, it's it's difficult to do. Obviously, Eckler 8400, Keenan Allen at 8800. Uh, I do like your call of Quentin Johnston because you know he, it is that about that time if if a rookie is going to kind of take off, 
this is what it's going to happen, right? So, um, so maybe that is what happens here. But, uh, but I do like that game a whole heck of a lot. It's in a dome, and it's Detroit, and it's golf. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about it. Golf talk all day. <laughs> and to that point, like if if you play around with it and you can't find a stack that you like, but you want pieces of this game, it's okay to just have one like one guy that you have conviction on yeah. obviously not if it's just golf but like if you're a big believer in Amon Ross St. Brown this week and you don't play anybody else in this game that's fine you can go else like stack elsewhere or you can do some mini correlation stuff like a Quentin Johnson David Montgomery or whatever whatever it is you know you don't have to go full-on stack just because it's the highest total in game if you do I think that's going to be pretty unknown, which is a little rare considering it's the highest total in the game. Um, but if you just want one-offs from that game, that's perfectly fine, too. Well, there you go. That's going to do it for us, guys. That is our episode for for week 10. Uh, glad I could finally join you, Mike. Sorry I've been in my yeah, the last few no. weeks. But, and I missed uh, you the week before, so it's, I think yeah. it's been like almost a month since we've yeah. been on. It's been a while since we've both been on, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it a little bit more. Uh, with two people here, but uh, I'm Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at Ethos Keith and Mike. Where can people find you in your work, my friend? Uh, also on Twitter at mlfm10. Had the PGA delivery this week, gonna have the NFL DFS delivery later this week. You and I collaborating on the pick 'em plays as well, um, yep. and then in the Discord, always dropping knowledge there. Always, 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 and yeah, we will. Uh, we've been doing pretty hot in those uh, those pick and plays, so you guys need to check those out. If you guys do have the DFS pass again, five bucks a month, uh, you get those uh, actually every day from me for basketball, which has been pretty crazy. I've had some pretty good days and uh, and some not so good days, but hey, it's it's pickums, you know. If you That's hit a big fun. one, it uh, yeah, it'll it'll get you through for a while. So, anyways, everybody have a great day, and until next time, hey, go get that money.